Welcome to Discover Abercorn, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're speaking to two mums who both have children at the school. Ashi has an Abercorn daughter, but we also speak to Joe, who has two sons there, which means we get to understand more about life at the school from two different perspectives. I'm about to ask them what their families look like, what it's like sending their children to a school in the centre of London, and what it's like interacting with the other parents of children there. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we talk to Ashi first, and then to Joe. Ashi, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm I'm fine. I'm uh, just uh, waiting to get ready to attend my daughter's, 11-year-old daughter's uh, prize-giving ceremony at Abercorn School. So oh. I'm rather excited about it. Just iron my clothes. Okay, right. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Tell me a little bit about your family makeup, Ashi. How does it all look in your family? What's going on? So I am from Pakistan. And uh, I have been in London for the past 25 years. I'm married to an Italian from Milan. Okay. So our daughter is well biracial, of course, which is a wonderful thing in London because everybody is like us. Uh, and uh, my sister is visiting me from Pakistan at the moment. She is my daughter's other mother. And uh, yes, yeah, so we're very happy to, you know, to complete our family that way. And uh, just looking forward to finishing my daughter's uh, primary school it's a big step in some ways i'm dreading it as well but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a big step looking forward to the next step of secondary school so yes touch wood mashallah as we say in my religion everything is fine everything is okay fantastic well i'm loving your accent coming through here so i'm, I'm hearing a bit of that pakistan did you grow up in pakistan as well or did you grow up in the uk Yes, absolutely. Uh, in Pakistan, uh, in Lahore, uh, mm-hmm. to be precise, mm-hmm. and went to a Catholic school where we were uh, sort of admonished for having an American accent. Mm. We were not allowed American accents. Ah. And uh, so that's why we tried to have British accent. But of course, our vocal cords are slightly, you know, the usage of our vocal cords is slightly different from mm. the British. So you can always detect that accent. But of course, the... The goal is to speak, uh, to have a BBC accent, which I still don't have. <laughs> but, well, I try. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And then tell us a bit about how you first came across Abercorn. You mentioned your 11-year-old daughter. What's her name, by the way? Her name is Amiran. Amiran Alvizi. That's A-M-W-E-R-E-N. Yeah. Okay. And then jumping all the way back to when she first joined Abercorn. I mean, how did you first hear of the school? So this is interesting. Uh, I don't know if you want to really know my uh, the, the the considerations I was going through. I was a well, I am a foreigner, although I'm not really a foreigner now in not in London, but in the context of the Western world. Uh, especially the more you think, the more you sort of get involved in the you know in the in the in the sociology or anthropological mm. aspects of your surroundings and all. So uh, that's really going deep into it. But I was always very anxious about finding the right kind of school. Of mm-hmm. course, everybody is. Mm. All parents are. I'm not, you know, the only one. But uh, very, I'm very political minded as well, to my detriment sometimes. And of course, uh, I'm a Muslim, a practicing Muslim. I'm married to a Catholic. Um, and to be able to have an environment conducive to my daughter's balanced upbringing with regards to my culture and my husband's culture was it's is imperative, is paramount. 
in this regard, my my sister, who is the I would call her the light of my life, in my if I may say so, oh, mm-hmm. uh, she she was the one who actually found Abercorn. And because she was going through all kinds of schools and and uh, uh, sort of going through a list, and uh, she made me, you know, she 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 pointed out Abercorn particularly, and she made me go through the website. And she goes, well, there are there are these other schools as well, but this is something that really you know stands out, and it did. And what stood out because obviously through the website you can't really see much, no, you, you can't assess much, no. So um, you, what stood out was pastoral care. And that was what I was really concerned about because academic, yes, of course. I mean, I am, if I may say so, I'm a, I'm a PhD from London School of Economics myself. Now, you know, academic is, you know, very important academia uh, and especially for a South Asian. But I realized that, you know, I'm away from my family. I need something more, something more wholesome, holistic for my daughter. Mm. Uh, academia will come when the time comes mm. and uh, so went through it uh, went to visit it loved the vibe of Abercorn Place and uh, loved the teachers over there I think Miss Stewart um, it's Rebecca Stewart is, is the stalwart of the place she's amazing mm-hmm. and her team it was uh, you know I, I just felt so comfortable mm. and it was very important for me to feel the closeness with the school because for me and it holds true till now now that my daughter is 11 she was I think three and a half at that time that you know it the school should feel like an extended family and it mm. did mm. because I don't have family over here right mm-hmm. and uh and from that moment onwards I was like okay you know but of course one is always anxious you know uh there is the vibe and then there is the reality mm. and the reality was actually even more um comforting than, than, you know, I could have ever hoped for. So let's just explore that a little bit more. That reality, maybe just the first, the first month, the first six months of her being at Abercorn. I mean, were there any, any rocky paths at all that you needed to address or was it just sort of straight into that family kind of feel? The rocky path was more to do with, with my daughter's abilities. Perhaps I should put it in quotation marks or perhaps not. Now she was, I, I started getting some I mean, I already had that feeling, but I wasn't too sure because I was a first-time mother, and that too, I was told I was a geriatric mother because I had my daughter quite late in life. Mm-hmm. So medically, the term was used geriatric for me at the hospitals, mm-hmm. which always stuck with me. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was aware of you know that that Amirin was a bit. Um, she she was not always picking up on A B C D on alphabets, you know. Mm. As as Pakistanis, we're always into our one twos, two and threes, and mm-hmm. A B C Ds and all of that. And, mm. uh, and I myself personally, before um, joining school, I was actually I I knew my numbers and I knew my alphabets, and I could even do one plus one mm. actually equals mm. two. Uh, but we joined a year later. We joined school a year later back home in Pakistan. Okay. So I realized that there were issues. And so I addressed those issues with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And immediately, immediately, this sort of uh, put me in touch with the SENCO, their, uh, I think it's Special Educational Needs uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Department. Mm-hmm. And they just whiffed me on from there. They just sort of made a plan. They did, uh, in, um, you know, assessment with Amiran. They they called my husband and I in the school. They spoke to us, our concerns, and you know what their assessment showed us, uh, and and them as well. So everything was on paper, and we and we realized that we are actually with the right people. 
Mm. And this is where we should be. Mm. And it was, it was, they assured us in a way, they literally carried us through the process. Mm. And that, and they gave us a long-term plan as well, that when she reaches year three, you know, she will have another assessment. And But in the meantime, you know, this is the educational plan for this year, educational plan for second year um, and, and, and year two and, you know, year three. And uh, so the first few months when we did experience this or when I raised a red flag mm-hmm. with the school, they were very quick to respond. Mm. Ashi, thank you for sharing all of that with, with us today. I mean, you, you didn't know I was going to be asking that question. I had no idea that answer was going to be coming, but it's 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 fascinating to hear that insight into your initial concerns, but also hearing how the school responded to that. Um, with her now aged 11, how's she getting on? She is a naughty little girl. <laughs> and all thanks to Abercorn, she is so confident. Mm-hmm. Abercorn has drawn her out of her timidity. And I was a bit concerned about that because I'm not a timid mum. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a timid person. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a timid child. Just to have a timid child was something I just, I didn't know how to deal with her. Mm. And But but Abercorn actually, over the years, very slowly, very you know steadily, they actually drew her out of her shell. Mm. And to the extent that, and, and Amiran is a very assertive person. Mm-hmm. Um, she is. She knows her mind, mm. and that that uh, I will just give you a tiny example of mm. that. And it's not really a tiny example. Um, it's it's uh, in her context, age bracket and all. I think it's massive. Mm-hmm. So she is the only one at Abercorn, only girl who wears trousers. Okay. And uh, and she was in year one. Because because uh, at Abercon Place, they, they were wearing skirts. And oh my God, the tights and the skirts. It was really too much. It was a hassle for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I used to dread morning times. Mm. So come year one, and uh, she moved on to uh, the, the middle school, which was called Togs at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, Mommy, I don't want to wear skirts. I don't want to wear. I said, well, look, this is your life. And... Because I was actually quite lethargic with the whole thing. I said, mm. if you want to wear uh, trousers, you go and speak to whoever you want to speak, your teacher or principal. Okay. And uh, she spoke to uh, her principal, actually, and she spoke in front of me. And it was uh, the principal at that time was Mr. Dunhill. And uh, and she said, uh, uh, she was in year one. And she said, uh, you know, Mr. Dunhill, I don't want to wear a skirt anymore. And he said, it was very, very nice and kind. And, and he said, and what do you want to wear instead? Uh, and she said, trousers. And uh, he said, uh, well, as long as they are, you know, uniform trousers, I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. It was as easy as that. <laughs> right. There was nothing formal. There was nothing, no special application, no nothing. Mm. And I was just standing there gobsmacked. I was like, wow. Mm. Had it been my Catholic school, it would have created a furor and an mm. uproar, you know, that, mm. oh my God, no, no, but Abercorn actually took it in her stride and in the, in its stride and, and she was, um, you know, she was very comfortable, confident. So I bought her a pair of trousers and, mm-hmm. uh, and that was it. Uh, Abercorn was absolutely fine. The, the teachers were fine and um, it has never been questioned. And she's 11 now and uh, going on to secondary school. She's a quirky little girl, mm-hmm. and she is celebrated for that. Mm. And uh, 
and I come to this point, which is a massive point, which goes in Abercorn's favor. It's a, a difference is is accepted and celebrated. Mm, mm. It's not only accepted, it is celebrated. And I think it's fantastic, especially in the context of London, mm-hmm. where everybody comes from everywhere. Mm. It's, it's great to hear that about the school. But but actually, I'm going to shine a bit of the light here on, on the parents, if you don't if you don't mind feeling a little bit embarrassed me doing this, because actually, <laughs> I, I think a lot of parents in that situation would have thought, oh, gosh, my, my child wants to do something different. It's a lot easier all around if actually they just do the same as everybody else. But actually you, you were there saying, no, no, if this is what you want, darling, then off we go. Let's, let's go and do this. And there you are with the head having a conversation with your daughter there. So I think that's, I think there's a light to be shone there on the parents. I really do. Thank you. That's that's very encouraging. But I, I'd be very honest, because my daughter's uh, comfort and happiness is paramount, because we feel we're such a little um, nuclear, you know, small nuclear family, just daddy, mummy and daughter. And yes, we have friends and uh, of course, family comes to visit, but we find ourselves uh, in, in a different culture, in a different context. Mm. So what what is paramount is my you know my child's happiness my my child's comfort mm-hmm. and the fact and and i remember my mother saying that you know let her let her be mm. because she said that you're in a place you're in a country you're in a city where she will not be judged mm-hmm. and and give her that happiness and give her that that contentment so and that uh, you know stayed with me and i you know sort of uh, uh, communicated that to my daughter uh, just so because I, I, I didn't want, uh, you know, her to be in anguish or upset or, mm. you know, to uh, sort of cover her difference up in, in any way, mm. Mm. disguise it in any way. Oh, I think that's fantastic. I really, really do. Well, now we're going to jump across and speak to another parent called Joe. But in the meantime, I just want to say thank you for joining us today, Ashi. I really appreciate you giving up your time to be here today. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the chance to speak uh, about uh, one of my, well, the favourite school of mine, Abercorn. (laughs) Thank you. So now we're going to jump across to speaking with another Abercorn mum. Her name is Jo and she should be on the other line right now. Jo, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I am very well. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. Tell me what's happening in your world today. What's going on? It's a busy week, actually. It's final week of school um, for the boys, Eddie and Henry. They're in um, nursery and year one at Abercorn Lower. Um, So it's their final week. They've got class parties tomorrow. They've got um, sports days on Wednesdays, on Wednesday, sorry. And then, um, yeah, final day Thursday. So I've just been getting sorted for that, um, helping out with a lot of the sports day activities and then um, otherwise I went for a swim and uh, had some downtime while the kids were at school. Fantastic. Always good to get a bit of downtime whenever you can, because clearly it's a little bit more busy, I imagine, once they finish school and they're back at home with you. And tell me, are you, are you married? Yes. Yes. I have a husband, Michael. And tell me what it was like when you were both thinking about which school to send the boys to. I mean, you know, when you're thinking about different schools and you're looking at um, the pros and cons of different schools, what kind of things were going through your mind at that time? Yeah, so we are from Australia and we are posted over here with the Aussie government. Um, And so when we were looking for a school, to be totally honest with you, we were um, shooting in the dark. We had no feel for London. We had no idea where we were going to live. Um, and so I remember it very clearly, actually, the process about selecting Abercorn as we were lying in bed in Oz, 
just doing very random research. Um, we knew, sorry, we did know ballpark where we wanted to live. Um, and so we were looking for a school that had a great community, um, that had sort of a good early years focus because I've got two young boys. Um, but also I think what was really important for us was sort of not necessarily non-selective, but um, a school that provided the flexibility for us to sort of crash land in, if you will, given we were coming um, from Australia Um and sort of Abercorn ticked all those boxes. Um, but to be honest, we had absolutely no idea what we were what we were getting into um, until we landed, and it's just been nothing other than an amazing, wonderful surprise. Awesome. Okay, well, that's really good to hear, first of all. So how long ago was it then that you landed and the boys started at school? We arrived uh, due, uh, October, sorry, 2019. So arrived just before the wonderful pandemic and we'd barely got ourselves unpacked and then... Uh, went into lockdown. Mm. Okay, so putting the pandemic to one side for a moment, because I I, I think the world's probably heard enough about that. (laughs) What was it like during the first couple of weeks, the first couple of months uh, when the boys started at the school? Yeah, it was really great. So it was only my eldest Eddie at school and he started in uh, pre-reception. And given the major transition for us, having just posted from overseas, um, Abercorn provided this wonderful kind of safe consistent place that we all went to every day I'd drop the boys drop Eddie off uh, and Henry would come with me Um, they were so welcoming Um, they absolutely understood the um, sort of the international element there's a lot of children and a lot of families that sort of come and go Um, and I think that's definitely a great attribute of Abercorn they're entirely accommodating and yeah we just felt very welcomed um and it sort of quickly it was a very much a key factor in terms of uh helping us get settled and did you find that there were any aspects that kind of took you by surprise given the fact that you know you 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 were born and brought up in in australia that you came across and you know it must have been you know, by the sounds of what you're saying, it was all a very new experience all around. You know, it's a new country. It's the other side of the world. It's a new school for Eddie at that time, of course. You know, was, was there anything that you thought, oh, I didn't understand that that was how it was going to be? I think probably more just a very big culture shock in terms of in Oz, the schools are sort of in big playgrounds, particularly where we're from. It was sort of like a big Um, most of it was bushland and that's where the kids roam free. And so it was a really interesting and sort of unique experience to come to Abercorn, particularly like the lower school is just this beautiful little red building that kind of looks more like a house from the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a real treat because I think that also added to the homeliness and kind of it provided that comfort to us rather than kind of walking into a huge kinder to year 12 school school. so that was a really pleasant surprise. Like the actual, the physical building for lower school is absolutely like magical. It's got a really warm, welcoming vibe and it is more like kind of a big friendly home rather than a school. Uh, and that was a real, mm. that was a real treat. Mm. And you mentioned as well that back then you were dropping Eddie off and then I, I imagine taking Henry back home with you. What was it like meeting other parents who were dropping their children off? What was the interaction like with other parents there? Yeah, it was great. Um, Abercorn's definitely got a very um, sort of strong family community behind it. Um, so drop off and pickups were a fantastic opportunity for me to meet other parents and I found everyone to be yeah extremely welcoming um, and there were definitely a lot of other parents who were in similar positions uh, quite a lot of a lot of other embassy staff but also just internationals um, whose kids were here at the school so 
I felt supported in terms of it. There was a deep understanding about what we were going through. Mm-hmm. No, I see. I see. Okay, well, here we are recording this podcast episode at the end of the summer term. So right at the end of the summer term, the, the school holidays are just about to start. Uh, what are your plans for school holidays? Do you have any any plans or hopes to take Eddie and Henry and, and the husband away? Yes, yeah, so absolutely. We um, are going to Montenegro for a week as soon as school finishes. So that would be great. Lovely. Um, some castles mm-hmm. and beaches and forests, which will be lovely. And then very excitingly for us, we have our first visitors from Australia in three years they're coming coming to visit so families coming over and then we'll be tripping around to sort of Wales and other parts of the UK with them so that will be really special it's been um, a long time coming fantastic I'm gonna guess this is your parents or your husband's parents my husband's parents yeah so the grandparents and the aunt and uncle are um Oh, right. Okay. So it's a big tribe. And have they been to the UK before? A couple of them have, but not all of them. So for some of them, it's a, it is a brand new experience. And had you been to the UK before? I had, I actually have British heritage. My dad is from Wiltshire. And so I had some UK knowledge, but not London, rural England, but not London. Rural England, what kind of Wiltshire England? Is that right? Yes. Wiltshire England. Yes. Yeah. I imagine Wiltshire is very different to central London at least. Yes. We escape to Wiltshire whenever we can to get the boys out into the countryside and um, catch up with family. So we're very lucky. So tell me one thing you miss then about Australia right now. The beach, definitely the beach, though increasingly I have discovered that Dorset UK can offer some great beaches down on the Dorset coastline is beautiful. Um, uh, the beach, uh, probably uh, not so much now because we're seeing a bit of sun now, but the sunshine in the UK winter is, um, is rough. It's really rough. Uh, mm. and of course friends and family but otherwise you know the UK has mm. been fantastic and um, despite everything um, we've still had amaz- an amazing experience. Awesome awesome so tell me where else you're planning on taking family then in the UK? Yeah so up to we're hoping to go up to Snowdon so we're going to stay in far north Wales for a week. Holidays for us are out in the wilderness um, with the boys getting away from everything as far as we can so yeah Snowdon mm. um, and all that North Wales has to offer we've also got more time in Wiltshire to take our family there and I'd say some time down in Dorset uh, and maybe a bit of time mm. up in Scotland. Fantastic okay well look Joe, I best free you up because I think right now is probably one of your bits of downtime and I know how precious that is so I'm going to leave you to it but thank you very much for talking to us today and thanks for explaining what life is like for you as a parent of a child or two children Eddie and Henry at Abercorn School thank you for having me bye so that was Ashi and joe two abercorn mums giving their personal experiences of life at school a big thank you to them both for joining us on this episode of the podcast episode number two now if you listen to episode one with headmaster chris hammond then you'll know that this one was very very different and episode three coming out soon is going to be different again So between now and when that comes out, thank you for listening to this episode, but don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss that one. And we look forward to seeing you there. Bye for now.